When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on the Simply Human podcast. And she said, um, she replies that she receives our relationship as platonic. And I'm thinking, platonic? I don't know what that means, but it sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You're like, it's like an astronomy term, Pluto or something. Okay, cosmic. Yeah, okay. It's episode 44 of the Simply Human podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's natural health practitioner Beverly Meyer. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with Sean Bird, the fret ninja. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human Tip of the Week. How are you, Rick? What just happened? Why are you laughing already? Just thinking about the hilarious of me and you. I was like holding in a burp, and I was just going to be like, how are you, Rick? And just like the thought of me doing that made me laugh, and then the burp went away. So. By the way, I'd like to tell everyone a brief story. We didn't talk about this, but last week you were in town in the, the DFW area. So me oh, yeah. and you and your brother Jeff, we had dinner, and I, f- I completely forgot about this. Uh, when we were out – and you remember this. We, were out, we had dinner. We went outside. We took a couple pictures. Uh, to commemorate the event. And then we're outside and you guys are getting ready to leave and I'm getting ready to leave and we're talking and you were telling a story and you're like, <laughs> I don't remember exactly how you phrased this, but you were like, you know how like when you poop in your pants and you do this? And I was like, <laughs> no, no, you, no I, don't, I don't know that. Yeah, you and Jeff were I like, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like me being such close friends with you, I'm getting unfairly yeah. lumped into the category of people who just like walk around crapping in their pants all the time and i'd like everyone to know i'm 34 years old and the last time i've had like like since childhood one one time accidental like uh you know disaster pants and i was like 11 and i had i was really sick and uh well this has been i have gone more than 20 years without doing this and i feel like i'm being unfairly lumped into the mark riders category people (laughs) who just walk around like pooping in their pants all the time well well all you wives out there understand i guess the rick is the rare exception that sometimes (laughs) it happens yeah that's so funny like hey remember when me you and tom and jerry we're all like we're all like stealing stuff and like beating up old people you're like no 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 don't say we on that one. Like, that was all yeah, you. Is there, a, is there a mouse in your pocket on this? Yeah. We are not uh, doing these things. Yeah. You are doing these yeah. things. But I, I want everyone to know I am the voice of class and sophistication on the Simply Human podcast. Mark is the guy who's just walking around pooping in his pants constantly. Yeah, that's so. uh, that's what I'm known for. And in all, like, you were, you know, we're kind of like joking about that, but like in all seriousness, the fact I have so many, and I can't tell them all on the show. I have so many poop your pants stories that it's kind of like, like my wife is like, that's not normal. I'm like, no, no, no. I try to justify it. No, it is normal. Everybody does it. I promise. Oh, no, man. no, they don't. She, she knows better. Yeah. By the way, also, uh, I encourage everyone 
Uh, I listen to this podcast while I'm at work, and I it's weird. I listen to it, but but I've already heard it because we I'm here recording it. But I still listen to it just to you know to 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 make sure we're doing things right. And I was because half the time we're texting during the interviews, so we don't really get all of the <laughs> yes. interview. Yeah. But I listen to it on uh, one and a half speed. Yes, you're I do that on too. Your, on your phone, on your iPhone, I don't know about other devices, but on your iPhone, in the bottom left-hand corner, you can adjust the speed either one time, like regular speed, one and a half times, two times, or like half time or whatever. So I listen on one and a half speed because I have a lot of podcasts I listen to, so I got to get them all in. And uh, man, my cackle dolphin laugh <laughs> in, one and a half speed probably in double really in double really speed ridiculous. it's probably even even aw- you know like what we should do if like everyone's listening in one and a half speed we should do it really slow. i wonder if that would come through because that's about what it sounds like when you actually yeah. look over to half sign but i'd like to apologize to anyone who listens to it <laughs> one and a half speed and listens to my crazy Super. <laughs> it sounds like a like a squirrel. So, but, you know that's Fast who I am. What are you do? Yeah. So, and there you are. Speaking of, uh, that's who you are. This really that was a terrible segue. Uh, school starting for a lot of people next week. Oh, I can't wait. So you know, when I was a kid, you would hear like these stories, like uh, school administrators discussing plan for year round school, and I'm like, no, yeah. no year round school. Now that I'm a parent, I'm like. That's uh, really something we ought to look into. Year-round school. Get them in school. The five, 340 days a year would be just the perfect amount. And let's increase the school hours from like 6 a.m. until like yeah, seven, 9 o'clock yeah, p.m. 7 p.m. But uh, I cannot wait. We are now th- four, uh, three full weekdays left until school starts. My first grader, about to be first grader, is very excited. And I am excited to get him out of the house. <laughs> As are lots of parents. Like that's one of those things that you don't like really wanna you know, like going to a movie by yourself sometimes is just or going out to eat by yourself. Just you know, you don't wanna say, just I wanna be just alone for a second. But you know what? Sometimes that's that's good. That's enjoying life and, and Well, and it's a it's a different story for, for me because I sleep during the daytime. So getting them out of the house at least separating the two of them, because they're when you put both of them together, it's just insanity. And when you at least move one away from the other one, they might listen better. So I'm thinking I might start getting some better daytime sleep. Right. Uh, and I cannot wait until when I cannot. Be, I can, I will not be able to handle myself when both of them are in school in a couple of years. What are you going to oh, do it's all day? Be so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have like the whole house to yourself. Well, it's gonna be great. I've got a you know one starting kindergarten, and you know like you kind of. You know, with girls, it's it may be different than with boys, but like you know, you, they're they're so sweet, and you have this little little girls, and they like to cuddle you and all this stuff. And so basically, like having kids is just like one, like like them leaving you, like event one after the other. It's like they start kindergarten, and then it's like they have start high school, and then they're done with high school. They start driving before that, and then it's like your your whole life is basically just one like betrayal after another. <laughs> that's how my parents taught me i'm like hey uh, y- y- you're ready to get your own apartment yeah you're ready to- <laughs> hey you've got some uh, some discernible skills you can go get a job right yeah what was that simpsons he's like what what do we always say when you're 18 and homer's like when you're 18 you're out the door <laughs> like that's not what he, they were trying to get at but that's what he was thinking well, and it's it's this. And I mean, the constantly saying goodbye and moving on to chapters. It's the same way with boys. I mean, yeah. you're, you're. But like, uh, I think with the difference with boys and girls is like the boys offset it with insanity. Right. Like uh, they're so crazy. crazy. You're like, okay, 
I'm not as sad to have you get out of the house and go to school as much as like girls like you're right. They're a little bit sweeter probably. So, you know, they're not, you're not looking to reduce the chaos quite as much, but. Right. Well, um, you know, let's, I guess we let's go ahead and get up to Beverly. We went like an hour and 10 last show and I, yeah, we're so sorry for giving you an extra 10 minutes for free. (laughs) No one complained. Yeah. No one complained. I just, that was just something that I was trying to keep the format. Classic and typical Mark Rogers, like OCD, (laughs) like, Oh my God, we have to end this exactly at one hour. And I'm the opposite. I'm like, Hey man, just do what you do. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. Like we have the intro, and then we have the interview, and then we have the middle part, and then we have the humans being human, and then we have the end part. So there's all these different segments, and the fact that they're all like kind of roughly around an hour, I think, is pretty, is pretty I th- good. I, well, I was going to say, we don't keep a stopwatch to any of this, and we never say, like, hey, let's keep it at X number of minutes. And usually they're all you know, within one, a time frame of like an hour to an hour ten. So, yeah. But we're going to try to keep it a little bit shorter just so you people... You ingrateful, yeah. <laughs> you, all of you ingratefuls oh, that have—they went an hour and four minutes. That's yeah. four minutes of my life I'll never get back. And the funny thing about that is, no one has even said anything about it because well, you know. No oh, by the cares. way, we have a thousand Facebook looks. Yeah, that was awesome. I, yeah, I meant to mention that. Uh, Bill something, I think, was the. Uh, wow, we're all prepared for this. So, yeah. Bill something or other, <laughs> thousandth like. Oh man, so that's great. I, I'm shipping a shirt to Sweden. We had somebody uh, check the Facebook page. Somebody posted. Posted a video of a kid eating an olive and then spitting it out. The fr- they were from Australia, so we're international. The Simply Human podcast is worldwide. Like uh, I was gonna make my, uh, oh, like my my Dumb and Dumber joke, like a foreign country. <laughs> Good day, mate, because I do that all the time. <laughs> right. No one ever gets it, but it would have actually would have made sense. Australia, so yeah, like, and they okay, would have been like, uh, yeah, it yeah, it is. We do have shrimp on the bobby. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's yeah. one of the things we eat all the time, and Vegemite. <laughs> so, thank you. All right. Well, you know what? Just go to the website, simplyhumanlifestyle.com, and everything is there. The only thing I'm going to mention other than that are the coupon codes for the nutrients, multivitamin, and the skinny fat uh, oil, the MCT and the coconut oil. I put in my coffee every morning. I use the, the, the multivitamin. The coupon code is will be in the show notes, and they're on uh, the website as well. we got the Simply Human Moms, Simply Human Kids. I've been writing at everydaypaleo.com. I actually wrote one that got quite a, quite a lot of... Uh, well, not a lot, but some some dissension. People like mad at what I wrote, which is kind of cool. Um, so check that out. It's the one. It was the, the show. Uh, or I'll link to it in the show notes. The article called uh, "Science Doesn't Always Know Best," and I got in trouble. Well, from, I got in trouble from some scientists. I feel like if you and I discussed this, you and I would also like uh, staunchly disagree. So I haven't heard the article. I need to read it. Yes, and you then should read it. Yes, you should. And it really is basically like it, it's not science. It's the scientists. It's the some people, obviously, and I and I made it sound like it was science was the bad thing, but that's not what I meant. So, anyway, that was, that was so. Go to simplyhumanlifestyle.com. It's all there. And now, without further ado, let us get to our interview with Beverly Meyer. We talked to her about lots of stuff, uh, particularly why are women overweight, irregular eating schedules, starvation, insomnia, the difference between passing out and falling asleep, being too tired. Grounding mats, GABA, meditation, emotional freedom technique, and loving animals. Here's Beverly. Joining us today on the Simply Human podcast, I am absolutely thrilled to have been connected with Beverly Meyer. Uh, She is a natural health practitioner. She's a blogger, a podcaster, a patient, 
and an animal lover. Uh, Beverly and I were, were speakers at Paleo FX, and she's actually, uh, this was my first time to speak at Paleo FX. She's been there, I think, since the beginning and has done lots of other stuff. She's been on all sorts of podcasts, has online classes. Beverly, thank you uh, for reaching out and for, for being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Cool. And like just we talked off air, like we have, you know, sort of a a limited window and we have so much stuff that we want to get to. So let's just kind of start off with uh, I know you have some things prepared and I think we'll start off with this question and then sort of see where it takes us. So, Beverly, why are women fat? (laughs) Well, first of all, let's rephrase that. Why are women overweight? (laughs) There you go. Yeah, that's a better Uh, answer. That's just a little more comfortable question. But, you know, I've been in practice a long time, 26 years, and I've been a patient myself for since the 70s. But um, there's a, a lot of reasons. I'm going to go with the number one reason is uh, irregular eating schedules. And there you get into everything from yo-yo dieting to just uh, not eating enough to, well, if I could just go one more hour without food, that would probably be a good thing. And um, we, you know, we have to remember that we're f- evolved as all creatures with protections against famine. And when we don't eat, our body holds our fat, it holds our water, it holds everything in case that was our last meal for a while. So number one reason has got to be getting a set food schedule and sticking to it. Right. And, and just kind of expounding on that a little bit, um, you know, one of the... Uh, I guess the misconceptions is that you have to eat, you know, every two hours and that, you know, it, that, or that you have to starve yourself to be healthy. And so there's all these kind of things that, that women, especially, uh, you know, it, really anybody with body image issues, you know, sort of falls into these traps, whether it be from, you know, because of politics or the, the, the press or the public opinion, things like that. So, like, what, what do you, like, if somebody is just starting out, do you tell them to, like, eat you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner at certain times, or do you tell them to eat when they're hungry? So, what, is your, what are your uh, guidelines on that? Well, hunger is a funny thing. It, it, anxiety feels like hunger. Hunger feels like anxiety. Denial feels like not hunger. There's, uh, you know, if you're drinking water, water, water all day, then you're, that interferes a little too much water. That interferes with your hunger signals. So I strongly suggest that, that people adopt um, a, pretty much a by-the-clock kind of system and it, that if you can get away with eating three times a day, that's okay, but that four seems to really work better. And I, I have a set schedule. I basically eat at 8, 12, 4, and 8. Right. And sometimes I'm up early, sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm not home by four to get that fourth meal in, whatever. But, but that's my goal is 8, 12, 4, and 8. And that keeps that blood sugar stable, which helps regulate your adrenals. And when, when we talk about overweight, there's, there's two kinds of weight. There's water weight and there's fat weight. And they're different. They're completely different. And... Um, cortisol plays a key role in, in both of these, and, and that's a whole other story, but it also plays a key role in getting enough sleep and um, lots of things. But keeping that blood sugar stable helps keep those adrenals stable, which keeps your energy stable as well. Right. And, you know, uh, keeping and maintaining, you know, normal blood sugar levels obviously is a, is a huge key. So what are some other things other than, you know, for someone who's just starting out, kind of keeping them, 
uh, sort of in that normal zone, what are some other things that you recommend to people as far as blood sugar glucose stabilization? Well, I think, you know, in primal and paleo, we like to talk about don't count calories. You don't need to count calories. Just eat. And uh, But in the last year or two, there's been a lot more blogs and posts come out, people saying, well, you know, actually, you should take a look because you might actually be under eating. And I find this is true with most women that have a perceived weight problem is that they tend to under eat and for those of us eating really strong, good, solid paleo, we also may be under eating because we aren't, just aren't getting any carbs but a couple cups of vegetables. Right. And, and the fat and the protein is so satisfying that, that it kind of shuts off our hunger response, and yet we're still not getting enough carbohydrates slash calories. So I think it is useful to um, do some basic calorie counting of your carbohydrates. And um, I, got, I have a blog post, for example, I think it says it's called starving for starches. You know, are you getting enough carbs? And all the, veg- the veggies and fruits are, are they're all very low in, in carbohydrates. So you have to eat a lot of vegetables. Right. And this is really alien to most of us. So, you know, I do a lot of pureeing, steam things and puree them and, and they really get compacted. And I mean, I can go through a half a cauliflower pretty easily because if I've steamed it and pureed it with a bunch of ghee, um, it makes a very small package that I can take down pretty fast like mashed potatoes. Right. You know? Yeah. Another, another good thing is uh, like if you have a garden, for like I have a garden, and we have zucchini coming out our ears. So it's like, I got to eat this whole zucchini. It's going to go bad. So you just have to like find different ways to... <laughs> To make the zucchini and uh, and get it down, so yeah, so eating eating tons of vegetables. I don't think uh, I recently uh, talked to a, a friend of mine who has a very very narrow palate, and uh, he he was just focusing on you know he hears about high fat, high protein, and, and or moderate protein, whatever, and he's thinking, oh, this is great. So all he's eating is meat and butter and eggs and bacon, and and well, he ends up having a pretty serious uh, I guess intestinal problem. Because he wasn't getting enough fiber, wasn't getting enough of those vegetables, and yeah, and so so getting a you know a ton of vegetables is is just a you know anytime anybody says paleo, all they think about is oh all you eat is meat, like yeah I mean I eat meat, but I, I eat probably twice as many vegetables per pound you know per weight uh, if you're measuring you know like by weight than I do meat. So uh, yeah, vegetables super super important. So um, and yeah so. I guess uh, you mentioned uh, anxiety uh, and hunger. So what are some of the other things that trigger hunger? I know a lot of times uh, in my experience and some things that I've read is that sometimes your thirst, you you, you confuse thirst for hunger or it's it's a conditioned thing where it's like, well, it's 1130 at night. I'm up watching a movie. And so every night at 1130, I eat a bag of chips. So then it becomes more of like a mental sort of Pavlov's dog kind of thing. Is that, have you seen that? Well, sure. Habits, you, we can justify habits, but we can certainly form habits. And one of the, one of the reasons why I go back to my 8, 12, 4, and 8 schedule uh, for eating is that um, the old school of, you know, eat your last meal by 5 o'clock and have it really light and I just think that's nuts. I mean, I, I personally, I can't sleep at all. If I have a light meal at five, <laughs> if you're starving, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm completely starved by 10 o'clock at night. Right. I, you know, there's no way I'm going to sleep well. 
Um, so, you know, I think people can, uh, maybe not as late as 8, and I go to bed at 10, but um, I think it's perfectly justified for people to eat a solid meal at dinner, yeah. and um, that then, then you don't, you're done, and you don't want any more snacking after that. And, right. and then that just helps, that habit just doesn't need to exist anymore. Right, yeah. So uh, it also depends on, on w- how you move. I know there are some people, let's say you're doing a, a extremely intense, heavy lifting protocol where some of, sometimes you can handle a lot more carbohydrate or a lot more protein late at night if you're going to wake up and say work out like in a fasted state the next morning. But if you're, the, you know, so there are, there are variations. You know, everybody can, but a lot of it has to do like, okay, are you going to wake up and, or have you done an intense workout today? Have you not? Have you, have you walked around a lot today? A lot of the, the, your food choices can be sort of, um, based on your movement patterns. And if you have a sort of a natural human movement pattern, which is moving a, a ton throughout the day, slow movement is sort of the base of the, of that movement pyramid. And then you're, you know, you're, you're, you know, putting some stress on your mechanical system, you know, at, at certain times throughout the week, then I think, you know, that that opens up some other possibilities as far as what you can eat, when you can eat, and when your body can handle certain things. So, uh, and speaking of going to bed, let's talk about insomnia. Um, I know a lot of people, I, I, I consult with a lot of people on sleep, and one of the biggest sort of arguments I get um, if I see somebody, um, you know, I was camping with my brothers this past weekend and, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm out camping. This is like the most human environment you can get. We're out in the woods and there's a fire going and we're going to sleep in the elements. And then my, you know, my, one of my brothers has his phone out and he's like looking at his phone and it's, and I'm like, no, that's, you're, that's not good. You know, you need to put on some orange glasses or, or don't even look at that stuff. But he's like, well, I fall asleep. I, I don't have any trouble falling asleep. And so that's, that's the argument that I hear. It's like, well, I, haven't, I don't have any trouble falling asleep. What is that? Have you heard that argument, and what's wrong with that argument? Okay, but are you talking about screens and blue lights at night, or are yeah, you just talking just, about in general? Just in general, sleeping. you just people say like, "Well, I don't have you know, I don't have any trouble." You know, they they either are always tired, and and but they say, "No, I, I don't have any trouble sleeping. I fall right to sleep." Or right. the other the other part of that is they they just say, "I can I can never fall asleep at night." Okay, well, uh, yes. So this is a three-hour conversation, <laughs> but I, I just recorded a podcast. In fact, it just went up on iTunes um, uh, this a couple days ago on sleep from a completely different perspective with Wait, a what, what, really what, interesting what, sleep researcher named Ruben Nyman. What's um, his name? I'll put it. I'll link to it in the show notes. Ruben. Yeah, Ruben Nyman. N a i m a n. And you can pull that blog post. It's his whole approach to sleep is completely unusual. But one of the points that he makes. And that I've made on my other podcasts and blog posts about sleep, and there are many of them, is that there's a big difference between um, passing out and falling asleep. Right. And that, you know, we, we tend to say, oh, yeah, I hit my head on the pillow, and boy, I'm gone. I'm right. like, you know, you didn't fall asleep, you, you passed out. <laughs> and, and so that's the first distinction we have to make is if you're that exhausted um, and you, that you fall asleep in less than five or ten minutes – you're too tired. Huh. And then the other thing, of course, is either not being able to fall asleep or not being able to stay asleep. Right. And the staying asleep is often, to me, related, again, back to blood sugar, that, that you're hungry or that you had alcohol or, or juice, things that, that precipitously 
uh, tank your blood sugar a couple hours after you've consumed them. Huh. Um, so, you know, you could do that experiment of uh, a week without any alcohol and then a week with a glass of wine every night. And, and you will see that you wake up more um, on the nights that you've had alcohol. So, uh, so what happens there is that, let's say you, you drink a big glass of orange juice right before you go to bed, your blood sugar, you know, goes up, your insulin kicks into gear, and then, well, two hours later, all that blood sugar is out of your bloodstream, and you're, you're hungry, so your body, like, wakes you up to, to, be, to eat. Is that, is that basically how it works? Well, to, uh, yes, and 3 a.m. and 3 p.m., if you, if you ask people what times a day huh, do you yeah. feel the best, what times a day do you feel the worst, and, and almost, I mean, in my clinic, I tell you, it's like 100%. People will say 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and then do you, do you ever wake up at night? No, I sleep all night, great. Or yes, I do. Okay, what time do you tend to wake up? Oh, right around three. So there's a lot of chemical cycles going on with changes in pH and so on at, at three in the morning and, and other hormones and neurotransmitters. So, so yeah, that's that waking up at three thing. And um, it, it's, it's pretty amazing when you see that. And yes, of course, you don't want anything with lights or electromagnetic fields in your bedroom or your house. And I'm I'm good about that. I don't have Wi-Fi or a cell phone and or smart meters in my house, so I'm cool. But um, I know for a lot of people, that's uh, really a struggle. Yeah, and and that's one thing that I think is going to gain some traction here. Hopefully, gain some traction in the next few years. I know I, I'm I'm a follower of Jack Cruz's work, uh, and uh, actually, I'm reading a book called The Body Electric right now, which he recommended yeah. that I read, and it is just it is blowing my mind with all of the the electricity, like the same thing that, that how like a, a record player works, that, that technology is the same thing, like how your bones heal. It is like, what? It's crazy. And so, um, but, but a lot of it has to do with, you know, the electric, the, the electromagnetic fields that are already sort of there that are supposed to be the sort of the natural, very low wave stuff, the, the magnetic fields of the earth and how those change, and how the you know the problems that the astronauts have you know may may not be only a lack of gravity. It may be that their their polarity is changing so many times as they orbit the Earth that it's having a, a negative effect. So all that stuff is super interesting. And then you know like, but if you're in New York, because we turn our Wi-Fi off at night and we we unplug stuff, and I turn my I put my phone in airplane mode as much as possible. And so I'm I'm kind of getting there. But it's like you know my, one of my brothers lives in New York City. And it's like he could unplug all his stuff and not have Wi-Fi, but you're just, it's like being in an airplane. You're just there, there's no way around it. So it's kind of if you if you start like reading about the the dangers of all that stuff, it can kind of be sort of scary. But um, but yeah, that's a whole different. That's another three hour conversation. But um, well, uh, let me just make a comment there. I, okay. I I when I interviewed Jack Cruz on my podcast, we talked about this. This is what we talked about is EMFs and. By the way, my podcast, let me give you the name of the podcast. It's okay. Primal Diet, Modern Health. And, but anyway, you can find my conversation with Jack. But um, one of the things, there's a company that has a catalog, cutting-edge catalog. And they're by no means the, the only wise folks in this area. But, but if you just search for cutting-edge catalog or it's cutcat.com, they have a long history of... Um, remediation support for EMFs. And there are things that you can do. Uh, some of them sound kind of odd, but Faraday cages where it basically metal blocks these fields. Right. So 
Um, you know, I have a radiant barrier in the attic of my house, huh. which is a, a metal thing that helps reflect out the hot Texas sun. Right. Uh, and it's, but it's inside the house, and that actually helps reflect out the microwave towers and radio wave towers and all their signaling from, from coming huh. in. But there's also stuff that can be put inside the walls of your, your rooms. Um, there's a thing basically like a mosquito net, but it's, but it's a certain metal material that you could sleep within in your bed. Of course, using a grounding mat. So yeah, yeah. there are some steps you can take to help, to help block out some of this stuff, even if you are in a city. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So another thing, speaking of my brother who lives in New York, um, he just got some of the GABA stuff from Bulletproof Exec. Um, and so let's, let's kind of, you know, I know that we talk about resulting anxiety, insomnia. Let's talk about GABA. I know that's a, that's an area that you uh, have a lot of expertise in. So what is it? I know I had Evan Brand on a few months ago and we sort of briefly touched on it, but let's, let's dive in a little bit deeper into what GABA is and, and why it's so important. Yeah. And I, I write and podcast a lot about GABA. Any, any post or podcast on my page that has anything to do with anxiety or insomnia we're going to get into GABA. There's others as well. But GABA is the main calming or breaking, stopping, breaking neurotransmitter in the body. And it, it works with serotonin. They're both inhibitory neurotransmitters. Um, and, you know, everybody's heard about serotonin or Prozac or whatever, or tryptophan, melatonin. But GABA is kind of the forgotten neurotransmitter. That's what I call it. Because it... it, it I, I, Okay, GABA supplements, GABA is an amino acid that's used as a neurotransmitter. I don't recommend a GABA supplement okay. per se because it's not supposed to cross the blood-brain barrier unless it's in a highly modified form. Right. What, what I use, and, and it's in my online store and I talk about it a lot, and we, we sell it by the case in my clinic, but that's passionflower herb, and it has GABA activities that help regulate the rhythm of your brain it's kind of like it, it's if your brain if you just picture uh the mad scientist and and the zapper is going zap 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 and when your brain is low on gaba the that electrical rhythm pulse is more like zap 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 zap, zap, zap. Right. okay and and that's what we don't want that's what makes us anxious and crazy and rude and weird and obsessive and uh, speedy in the daytime, but it's also what makes us not be able to sleep. So you, passion the things, flowers, that, the things that you just named, all those, uh, all those uh, symptoms. I mean, a lot of people out there are like probably going, "Hey, uh, <laughs> the guy I work next to has all of those symptoms," or like someone I live with <laughs> has those symptoms. Like they need more passion flower. <laughs> well, and that's because I mean, you know, if you characterize our whole uh, first world lifestyle in one word it would be speed right. everything that we do is about more better faster convenience yeah and we've completely lost the slower less calmer uh peacefuler side of things and that's why we've burnt out the brakes that we've literally depleted these the gaba systems in our body and to some extent the serotonin systems and they, we've our brakes are burnt. And I tell people, look, if you're going to make a total lifestyle change, that's totally ideal. But until that's going to happen, you, you're going to really want to get to learn um, passionflower, valerian, and hops. They're all uh, GABA regulators. Okay, now you said hops. I know a lot of people out there are going to be like, hey, beer, 
hops and beer <laughs> no. is that not that kind of hops right not that hops no i'm talking about the hops you take in a tincture or a capsule yeah. people are gonna sort of start drinking like cases of beer like well, beverly told me to drink like the six pack of beer every night it's for my gaba like no and, and it's gluten-free beer too yeah. which is really hard <laughs> right well that's okay what are some other things other than the passion flower and the hops and things uh, what are what are ways that people can uh, fix their GABA or or you know I, I don't know if that's the, even the right term like fixing your GABA but but getting sort of back to how it's supposed to be. Well, again, the, the podcast I did with Dr. Nyman um, on treating insomnia naturally, but then all of my many podcasts and sleep articles, it it, it and the ones I've done with Evan Brand too. But um, kind of my motto for sleep is cool calm, comfortable. It's, it's essential that you cool your house and your body down at night because on earth, you know, when it's dark, hello, things get cool. Right. So that's one signal for our body that it's time for bed is, is cool, cold uh, bedrooms and, and not racing around and doing gardening at night or whatever where you're heated <laughs> up. Uh, or much less arguing, or exercising. Or, you know, yeah, yes, like going exercising, out, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. You're, you're heating your body up. So there's cool, there's calm. That means you, you make that cutoff time. Uh, for me, it's, it's an hour and a half before bed that that's it. And, and uh, from that time on, I have, the lights are very dim. The house is getting cold. Right. And I'm, I'm just quietly reading or doing puzzles or mosaics, glass, uh, stained glass work. Um, so no bills, no work. And then comfortable, and that's really getting into the natural fibers for your, your mattress and your sheets and bedding. And um, you can check some of that stuff out on my website. Yeah, very cool. And, and obviously, we'll link to the website. But um, so, you know, my listeners have heard me talk about this uh, a lot. But just, you know, in, in our household, and like we're, you know, when we visit grandparents and stuff, the grandparents have also sort of figured out, you know, like how we do things. So when the sun sets, uh, that's when the lights go out and we light with either sort of an orange light, light bulbs that we travel with, or at home we have like candles. Uh, and, and, you know, there's, there's no, it's all very calm and peaceful. And I tell you, like, since we started doing that, that very many, very many times, very often I will fall asleep when I'm putting my kids to bed. Cause I'm just like so tired. Like I, you just sort of go through that process and then I don't want to, okay, well, I've got to do this and I've got to pay this bill and I've got to, you know, check this email. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just, that's going to wait for the morning when the sun's up and I'm supposed to be stimulated a lot to, to life. Uh, and, and then a lot of times, you know, we'll just, I'll just go to sleep and man, it's made a, such a big difference in how I feel and how good I, I sleep and, and just my energy levels, you know, the next day. Well, t- sleep to me is a total key. I can eat brilliantly, but if but if I've done something that throws my sleep off or I have problems, whatever, and my brain isn't functioning right, and that's how I got into this whole GABA thing was was uh, finding out through some really, really extensive brain testing that I basically had no GABA in my body and that I just completely burnt myself out. And we talk about adrenal burnout or mental burnout or whatever burnout but but then we don't really take it seriously. We just like take a nap and then keep doing it again right. tomorrow. But then to find out that, oh, you mean I've really kind of screwed my brain up here yeah. big time. Um, and then, you, you, you know, you just have to step back and say, wow, it, if I want to have a healthy, longer, happier life, I have got to make some life choices 
immediately. Right. And and I took a year off of work right then and there. And I actually had to also start on low-dose anti-epileptic drugs because, as he said, remember that brain rhythm thing? My GABA was so low that my, my brain wasn't firing. And, you know, I'm a really intelligent person, but it had <laughs> never occurred to me. I was 50 or something at the time. I swear it had never occurred to me that I was an anxious, that I, that I had anxiety. I, right. I had never made that connection and and yet now that I've stu- been studying and working with this for ten twelve years, you know I talk to my friends. They're like, uh, "No, you you have you're <laughs> you get anxious and hyper. We've always known that about you." But uh, so I caution people that or not caution, encourage people to ask that question: Am I am I hyper? Am I overworked up? Am I indeed anxious? Which all that means is, are you planning for the what if too much? Um, and, and like you say, when you get tired at night, you're like, nah, pay the bills tomorrow. Now, if, if the bill, if the mortgage man was due to knock on your door and put a bolt on it in the morning, right, right. then, okay, you'd know, okay, I have to get up and write that check right? or there's serious consequences. True, but, yeah. but, but other than that, you know, you have to be able to judge there's not a what if, um, or here's another good phrase. What's the worst that could happen? Right. You know, you're like, oh, my God, I didn't pay the phone bill, and it's it's two days overdue. And I'm like, okay, whoa, whoa, what's the worst that could happen? You know, you pick up the phone and call in your credit card, and they put a $10 late fee on there. Okay, so, you know, chill out. Yeah. It, it, so if you start noticing you're using that what-if thing in your head, that's a sure sign that you are yeah. you're struggling with anxiety. Yeah, and you know, like uh, last night, you know, my dogs got into the trash and it was all over the, the whole backyard and, and I was, you know, where I used to just have gone into a just a rage of, you know, but I was like, before I, before I reacted, when I saw it, I was like, you know what, like, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go out here and I'm gonna pick up the trash and it happens. Like, it was my fault for leaving the dogs out here too long and they, and putting the trash where they could get to it, okay, no big deal, you know, and like just kind of like having some perspective. And the scary thing is, like, you know, cutting your finger has an immediate effect, and you can see and feel the effect of that. Whereas, like EMF, the electromagnetic frequencies, the the anxiety, not having GABA, these things, you can't just be like, whoop, I need GABA, or my GABA's not firing. And so that's the, that's what's really that's kind of where people get, uh, I think, confused or maybe where they're just like, oh, I'm fine. You know, this this isn't connected with this. You know, my sleep isn't connected with me not having energy or me wanting to eat carbohydrates all throughout the day. You know, so like the, there's all these things that aren't, don't have this immediate effect that I think, you know, people like you and Jack Cruz and all these other uh, people that are out there, Jason and Sarah, or Jason Sive, Sarah Fergoso, that... Uh, you know, are, are kind of getting that word out where there is more to it. But where I'm coming in is like, yeah, there is more to it, but you don't have to know the science behind it. Just start doing things that a natural, like a, that a human would do. Just start sleeping how a human would sleep in its natural environment. Just start eating things that a human would eat and then let the science happen by itself. You don't have to know, you know, the molecular structure of the whatever. You know, it's just, just, simplify it down. And so uh, I, I wanted to ask you another thing. Is is meditation help with the GABA stuff and, and brain health? Well, here's the problem. I, I've tried for years to meditate and it was just wouldn't work. And now I know why is because that brain rhythm was... It wasn't my imagination. 
it really was, uh, you know, some brain dysfunction. So, you know, it works really great for me is EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. And it is so simple to learn. And, um, and it's basically you focus on a particular issue like, okay, now I notice I'm really peeved that I let the dogs get into the trash right. and rah, 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 I'm all in this bad mood. And, well, okay, let me just go tap. And you, you've got that issue in your mind. You simply tap a few acupuncture points on your head and your hand. How simple is that? Right. And it absolutely helps trigger a parasympathetic response, a parasympathetic relaxation. Right, which is a calming. So people like sympathetic is the fight or flight. Parasympathetic is that calming uh, right. system. Yeah. And, and so it's so... It, you can do it. Uh, that's part of what I do in that hour and a half, two hours at night is I, I ask myself, am I being bothered by something today? And, and sometimes it's like, yeah, it's that <laughs> thing. And other times like, no, no, I'm perfectly fine. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Let, let's just look a little closer. And so I tend to do a couple of rounds of EFT at night, but uh, you can do them in the car at the stoplight. Cool. And, and I've done them driving down the freeway, steering with my knee yeah. that, you know, you're, you're all in a twirl because you're five minutes late or 15 minutes late and you're driving like a, you know, Maserati down the freeway. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, let's just go with the traffic flow and tap. Um, and you, you come up with a phrase that you use, like, even though I'm very anxious about being late or whatever. Right. And then you could just tap on that with your other hand and you it's it's amazing. So I highly recommend EFT for those of us that just don't have the discipline or patience to sit down and meditate. Right, right. Yeah, no, I will definitely link that in the show notes and, and do some uh, learning about that myself because that sounds like something that I would be very interested in as well. Uh, well, I can't believe it. And like I said at the beginning, it always goes by way too fast. We're at 30 minutes. And before I let you go, I want to ask you the question I ask everybody, and that is, what is one thing that you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable? Well, that, that's an easy one for, for me, Mark, and that is being with animals. And I've always been um, an animal person, maybe more comfortable with animals than humans, but um, animals have that can have that unconditional love and you just get into that space that I'm their caretaker and they love me and I love them. And when I'm, I have a pony and a donkey oh, cool. <laughs> awesome. and they're very cute and, and they're a lot of work and they can be a lot of worry as well. Yeah. But, but you know, when you're down there doing the thing with the pony or whatever, I'm not thinking about my other stuff. I'm, I'm in the present I'm, yeah. I'm focused. I'm happy unless I'm completely freaking out because they're they've got blood on, running down their leg. But <laughs> but even then they they t they keep me very focused. And when I need to frequently just raise an image of something that's happy, which by the way is another great GABA promoter, is just simply, wow. Th think of a moment when you were just really ha happy and simple, and it could have been just sautéing the mushrooms, but you were at peace. Yeah. Um, it's it's usually a picture of looking at the animals down there eating and swishing their tails yeah. that that is very soothing. <laughs> we are definitely taking it next level. Most people are like, oh yeah, I'll get a fish. You know, We're like no, <laughs> I have them too. Yeah, if you have a but pony, they don't really do it for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, pony and, and donkey is is really taking it up, taking it up a notch. So yeah, I've got two two beagles 
Uh, and, and I've always been a, a dog person. Love, love my dogs, except when they get in the trash. But you know what? That was my fault. So, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Beverly, I really, really appreciate uh, the time. And I'm hoping, I know, like I said, we, we didn't even like really scratch the surface on the stuff. I'll link to your stuff in the show notes and hopefully be able to drive some traffic to all of your other amazing podcast interviews and your podcasts and your uh, the articles that you've written and, and education that you've got out there. So uh, thanks for being on the Simply Human podcast, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Mark. I really enjoyed it. You're listening to the Simply Human podcast. Thank you, Beverly. Obviously, we'll link to all her stuff in the show notes. We want to mention really quick that Bill something or other does not, <laughs> does not, does not exist. Brad Gillespie. And Brad Gillespie was our thousandth Facebook like. It's a, it's a goal that I, I've had for a while. And Brad, if you're listening to this, which I hope you are, and I'm going to email you or Facebook message you too, but we're going to send you a shirt. You're going to email him. You have his email address. I, I just, just going to send it to like Brad at Gillespie.org. <laughs> Bill, Bill something or other at gmail.com. <laughs> so, Bill, I'm very sorry. Brad Gillespie, very appreciative. We're going to send you a shirt. And you can get the shirts at simplyhumanlifestyle.com slash shop. We still have some shirts. I'm actually working on getting uh, some more shirts. Uh, Rick, you remember Danessa Gray. Uh, and she, I do. Yeah, she's gonna. She does has like a printing thing, and she's like sending me some uh, like sample shirts. And so we we should be. We're, I, I want to have Simply Human kids shirts, thanks to Tim Wacker's great picture with his kids. And I also want to have Simply Human like babies onesies would be hilarious. Um, so Sounds and then like the, hilarious. Sim, it would be cool. Simply Human dogs. Uh, Simply Human. That, see uh, that that would be funny. Yeah, like dog shirt or like shirt for Simply Hippopotamuses for if you have a pet hippopotamus. Um, okay, so let us get to the Humans Being Human Open. Sean Bird, a.k.a. the Fret Ninja, and if you haven't read his review on iTunes, you should go check it out. It's the Fret Ninja one. It's really funny. Go on there, read it, and leave your own review yes, while you're there. Yes, please. stuck on 39 for a few weeks. Yeah, so. and uh, we're, uh, we're having uh, trouble getting back up in the rankings. I, we're getting the, the same number of downloads, but for some reason we're not uh, up in the rankings. So go... I think that ranking stuff is garbage. Yeah, I'm not really super worried about it, but... Yeah. Tell a friend, and if you haven't left a review yet, please do it for us, for Rick, for me, for thou. And now, that was weird. And now, here is Sean Bird, the Fret Ninja. Joining us on the Humans Being Human Open Edition is Sean, the Fret Ninja. And if uh, you haven't read his review on iTunes, I highly recommend that you go to iTunes and look for the review written by... Fret Ninja, welcome to the show. Write, and then write your own review right after that. Yeah, there you go. Sean, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. So you sent me an email, and like I've said before, you know, we get some emails that, that don't have a whole lot of promise. Yours was... I've got a story about a rock that uh, <laughs> I thought the rock had moved, but it turns out it hadn't really moved. Exactly. I, I love the rock. Yeah. Like, Dane Johnson is... I, I unironically absolutely love the rock. Uh, hey, there you go, Rick. So you didn't even know that you were uh, well, tying there that we are. Yeah. Way to blow my story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean wrote an email, and I was like, okay, this is perfect. So you're a teacher, which sort of automatically lends you to observing a bunch of little idiots all day. So let's uh, let's just start there. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd use the word idiots. Uh, you wouldn't. No, I would. Oh, yes. yeah. idiots. You wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. Uh, one, one time uh, did involve a camping experience where uh, there was a tent in my classroom that almost got me fired. Okay. So that was kind of my story. I feel right, like maybe it. I need to start taking notes here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, you know, kids, uh, 
they they like to do things when the teacher's back is turned, you know? So uh, you try to develop this kind of uh, telepathy or whatever you want to call it, this extrasensory perception and try to kind of get a sense. And as you've been teaching for a long time, you get better at it. But uh, I, I just, you know, so I like to think, I pat myself on the back that I'm pretty well aware of what's going on, you know? And uh, so I just had a situation one time where a parent sent me an, uh, an email, basically, and a voicemail, actually. They did both. Oh, wow. You know? Well, then. I know. And it was very short. And it was a brand new student that I had just gotten. He'd only been at the school for a couple of days. Can we, what, what age group are we talking here? Okay. Oh, sorry. So these guys are like in about sixth grade. Okay. So. Okay. Like, uh, yeah. they were like, like 10, 11, 12 years old. Okay. Probably yeah, the least exactly. hospitable age, I would say, for a child. By the way, yeah. in my yeah. opinion, yeah. <laughs> we don't let them bring weapons to school for that very reason. So. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. So th- this uh, email slash voicemail uh, basically said, again, new student. I don't, haven't quite gotten a read on him yet. He seems nice. Uh, no, nothing eventful had happened to my knowledge, but uh, to my according to my in- extrasensory perception. But it basically said um, something in your classroom which happened today is of great concern to us. <laughs> like, yeah, we would like to meet with you and the superintendent. So nice. you know that scene in Spaceballs where uh, Darth Helmer or whatever his name, Rick Moran is like, you went over my helmet? Right. <laughs> it's like that. Like They skipped uh, me. They skipped department chair. They skipped principal. They went right to superintendent. They went right for the big guns. What happened wow. now? So you it, just and, missed and it. So, and the message is so like intentionally vague that you're like, yes. oh, my God, what, what, what could happen? Uh, uh, and you're like racking your brain. I'll get those every now and then like a message from like a boss or like a boss's boss or something like that like – what, what were you? We got to talk about what happened on Tuesday. I'm like, what? What happened on Tuesday? I don't know. Like, I'm freaking out. It's way worse than actually hearing about what it was. <laughs> right. You, you, well, you weren't discharging your your weapon in public, right? <laughs> hey. Well, t- we're talking about Tuesday, right? No, Tuesday I was taking a nap in a parking lot. Somewhere. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, needless to say, I was uh, I was uh, I was concerned. Um, you know, superintendent meeting, and they said it. This was like on a Tuesday. They set the meeting for Friday, of course. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and as we all know from office space, the best day to fire people is... Friday afternoon. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so, I, so I was, not only do you have that specter hanging over your head that you know that Friday is when they fire people, but you have to go on for like three days yeah. going, oh, oh my Fretting. God. Yeah. Oh, my God. With and you, have to, you literally have to be... A fret ninja. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Waka. Okay, so uh, waka, waka waka. Man, this guy is like right in our wheelhouse as far as like oh, references man, awesome. and stuff. Yeah. There, there are wheels here. Okay, yeah. so um, no, so yeah, and and you know I'm you know, professional. I like to you know call myself professional. So I have a sixth grade boy in my classroom, and regardless of whatever's uh, you know may have happened. I do still take very seriously, you know, my responsibility to provide him a good, safe environment and a, and a quality education. And so I am not going to come up to him, you know, sixth grade boy. I'm not going to, you know, walk up to an 11 year old and, and say, hey, so what's this meeting about on Friday? You know, just it, right. I don't know. It just, it just isn't right. So I just have to kind of not mention it all yeah. week. And I am stressed out. I can't sleep. I'm telling my wife about. It. I'm like trying to figure out, like, what did I do wrong? Is it? Did I tell a bad joke? You know? Well, I know. Was my like fly the, down? Like the elephant in the room, and it could be on any. You know, it could fall anywhere on the spectrum from like uh, I said something that got misinterpreted to like uh, some serious. Uh, you know 
craziness that happened behind your back that you didn't know. It could be any of these that could have gotten you in trouble. Right, like I could have made a joke about Princess Leia because I, I have Star Wars, you know, stuff all over my classroom. Like, I could have made Nerd a alert. joke, <laughs> you know, or something, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. So I, I had no idea. So finally the meeting happens. And uh, I, I mean, like uh, it's before school on Friday. It wasn't the afternoon. It wasn't the morning. So uh, I didn't see any other substitute teachers waiting in the wings to grab my keys. So that was. <laughs> There's just uh, two giant goons standing outside the office, <laughs> ready to hand you an empty cardboard box. They're Throw it up and get classy. out of here. Yeah. So uh, my, I'm like, my hands are shaking. You know, like when they're shaking and uh, like uh, kind of cold and clammy. Mm-hmm. You no, know, like, like I was, I was really cold, like scared and, uh, walking in my superintendent is super nice. Uh, just love her to death. I mean, she's the one that what, she was in the, the, uh, interviews that hired me. Um, so I was there partly by her choice. Sweet. So, um, I walk in and it's just the superintendent and the dad and, and then now me, and they were sitting down at a table in the office. And when I walk in the dad, who looks exactly like his son, it was, it was just weird. And so I walk in. He gets up and smiles and shakes my hand and says, I just want to say, first of all, it's very nice to meet you. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Yeah, it was a good sign. Or it's a good sign. Or it could be like a bad sign. Like he could be like, huh, I'm shaking your hand because I'm ready to punch your face in in about two seconds. Like, <laughs> For your Princess crazy, Leia joke. Craziness. Well, yeah, he could be shaking my hand. It's right. And then that, you know, you squeeze really hard and then pull and then jab me with the left. Yeah. Right. There you go. Or stab you with a knife or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking you down, threatening <laughs> you. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was it was scary, but that I, I felt that was it was a good reassuring moment uh, when when that happened. So, uh, we sat down, and uh, and so then the dad was nice. He let me uh, kind of off the hook immediately by just saying, "Mr. Veritas wants you to know that." Uh, um, I, I didn't feel comfortable talking about this, uh, you know, over email or over the phone. I kind of wanted to deal with this, you know, uh, with the superintendent here so they could be more aware of what's going on. And then he showed you a naked picture of himself. Right. <laughs> uh, and so basically he was like, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. There's nothing you could have done or known. This has to do with another student in your room. And so I'm sitting there like I'm being told essentially, if you think about it, that something inappropriate happened in my room that I didn't know about that upset his son. And all that I can think is it wasn't my fault. I'm not. Oh, gonna get yes. Yes. I'm <laughs> off the hook. No matter what. Yeah. No matter how bad this child is scarred, at least it wasn't my fault. You just stand like, up when he says that. And you just start doing like the icky shuffle. Like, <laughs> and just touch. yes, I'm, I'm not going to lose yeah, that job. A, like, gonna, uh, like a Ron Swanson bacon uh, breakfast food dance or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ron yes, I don't care what happened to your son because it wasn't me. SOB. What's up? Yeah. It was the thing, you know, where the, like, the, the talking continues, but it like fades to the background. And like you know, the <laughs> happy song from the '60s comes on or something. Yeah. So, uh, so the yeah. suspense is killing us. So what happened? Okay, so I, you know, I kind of had to almost be told twice because just like I'm, you know, taking forever to tell you. I don't know if I even heard it the first time they told me because I just didn't care. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting fired. <laughs> um, apparently, uh, you know, his his son had witnessed uh, another boy in my room. Whenever my back was turned. Would um, there's really no delicate way of putting this? He was creating a camping experience for those around him mm-hmm. by uh, and again, you know, eleven year old boy. 
Yeah, uh, yeah I think 11-year-old so, boy pitching a tent. I think we all know where we're going here. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I don't know. Can you fully more explain, Mark? I, I, I'm not following. Well, Rick, when a, <laughs> when a male sex organ uh, fills oh, with blood. <laughs> so, uh, so he would do that. But, you know, of course, I think part of the fun with those two is, you know, like you kind of like do the, the two-finger point, like point, you know, and look like, hey, check out what I made. Right. Uh, one of the hands was not getting removed. Okay. So, oh boy. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure if there was extra happiness going on there. But, uh, <laughs> Happy ending. He was endings. definitely trying to get the attention of the girls around him, and like like show them sort of. And Just, so, that's like chapter four out of my book, baby. <laughs> I was like, I, I want to kind of keep track of this guy and see where he goes. Yeah. And uh, then you, every time you every time that's where he's gonna go. It's to prison forever. Yeah, it, like yeah. that. Finally, like all these questions were answered because every time you turned your back to the class, you would hear that kid saying, "Don't act like you're not impressed." <laughs> <laughs> Later on, he just kind of wanted to just you know forget it ever happened, and you know, I mean, he was a good guy. And so they went to his house and took took all the sweatpants out of his <laughs> uh, out of his wardrobe. Like, hey man, you can't uh, you can't wear these anymore. Sorry, right. All right. That's all I got for now, I guess. Awesome. Well, end of one some other time. Yes, just around the Fret Ninja. Hopefully, we can have you on uh, sometime in the future. I know you have some more funny stories, but uh, this has been a pleasure. And thank you for being a loyal listener. And we will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Fret Ninja. And hopefully, um, no one else has a, a story like that uh, ever because that would be very awkward. So, but you know, he kept his job, so that was good. Okay. Sure, that's good. Now it is, not unemployed. Yeah, you are uh, uh, now ready for, and I'm telling you, the listeners, you are ready for the tip of the week. <laughs> what is it, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> such smooth professional radio. Okay, a few weeks ago we talked about like uh, you know some some more specific tips of the week. Well, here's a more specific tip of the week, less general than like, hey man, be happy and love dudes. Like here's a more. <laughs> okay. I know the point of eating is not to try to trick yourself into eating vegetables when you don't think you are, you know, you want to eat, you want to enjoy vegetables. You want to embrace this. However, for people like me, not people like Mark, you are still trying to cram vegetables into your life and, and, and do them as you can. My tip of the week is use vegetable substitutes. And what I mean by that is there are some, uh, many different recipes that you can kind of recreate your favorite ish older foods that you don't really eat anymore that aren't really good for you but you can use vegetables to recreate them kind of like the, is it the cauliflower last, thing that you sent me yes uh last night we did uh cauliflower crust pizza i've done it a couple times it's not real difficult and it is really good and one of the things that i like above uh, using cauliflower to make pizza crust instead of like almond flour well you're when you use cauliflower to make pizza crust you end up eating like i ended up eating a pizza last night made out of cauliflower and it doesn't really taste like cauliflower. So you're kind of tricking yourself into eating a delicious pizza. But also I ate the equivalent of like one and a half gigantic heads of cauliflower. That's a lot of vegetables right. just crammed onto, you know, your pizza. So, uh, there's a, uh, you and I, I sent this to you and you can send it out on Facebook or Twitter or what have you, whatever you do, but it's basically cauliflower is a really versatile vegetable. You can use it to make fake rice. You can use it to make fake pizza crust. You can use it to make a lot of different stuff that uh, we don't really eat anymore because it's not the most human of all foods. So, uh, and there's other things like tonight we're doing spaghetti squash because we don't eat spaghetti anymore. Yeah. Uh, so we're using squash to make a uh, kind of spaghetti. We'll, you, we'll do like spiralized zucchini. Things that uh, maybe you don't eat anymore because they're not uh, human foods. They don't qualify anymore. But 
that you kind of miss maybe a little bit. And so these are some easy things you can do. So substitute vegetables to make sure that you're getting enough vegetables. Cool. I'm going to link uh, whatever recipe you sent me. I'm going to link, link it, it's, that. It's actually a, sto- a, a link to a Huffington Post article that's got like four or five little cauliflower okay. uh, substitutions w- cool. with links to recipes. I'll do that. And then I'm also going to add, I we've got zucchini coming out of our ears with this with a raised bed garden that I've got in the back. It's a really weird phrase to say, by the way. Well, it's I could... <laughs> I've get got a lot z- of zucchini. i got zucchini coming out of my pants. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's better than saying that, right? Ears is better than that. <laughs> I just meant it's weird for someone to have a lot of zucchini, I thought. Right. I okay, know. so what I've been doing like every night for the last week is spiralizing or like, like noodle noodleizing the zucchini yeah. and I'll put it in a like a saw like a big pan with some of that skinny fat oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of let it simmer on sort of medium low heat. I'll put a can of uh, organic tomatoes in there and then I'll put like salt, pepper, oregano, basil, uh, some cilantro maybe, and and just kind of let that simmer. It doesn't take long for that zucchini yeah. to get like kind of you know sort of more soft and and mushy, like I mean, noodle, yeah, like, like noodles. And I, oh, it's so good. And Jen made some meatballs the other day and like put those in with it. And and so that's and I'll uh, I'll put that recipe on the on the website simplyhumanlifestyle.com, and then I'll link to that in the show notes. And then these other cauliflower recipes. But yeah, I made. You, there's some uh, if you have a Vitamix or something, you can make like sort of a mashed potato kind of deal yeah, out of cauliflower. Yeah, you can do cauliflower oh, like with cashews. Oh, like, there's all kinds of awesome things you can do. Yeah. So there you go. That's my tip of the week. Be creative for, for for the regular people listening to the podcast, <laughs> like me, and not like Mark who goes around hunting for crickets in his backyard <laughs> and eating them, which is still bizarre. Crazy. Okay, so the tip of the week is use vegetables in creative ways all right um so check us out on the interweb simplyhumanlifestyle.com links to everything there facebook youtube simply kids and moving moms um please leave us a review on itunes good or bad any publicity is good publicity and we would just like to say thank you a lot of uh, options out there so many different uh things that you could be do, you know, spending your time doing or watching listening to thanks for making the simply human podcast part of your day um what else we gotta make a phone call. Yeah, we gotta call. Uh, we gotta call the person we are interviewing for episode forty-five, and the episode forty-eight is the year anniversary coming up. We are still trying to get Shaquille O'Neal on the show, so stay tuned for that. We've we've placed a call to these people, so we'll see. Yeah. Fingers across. Fingers are crossing. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> I can say. Well, NBA Hall of Famer Shaquille will be on episode 48. So listen, I'm on episode <laughs> great. It's going to be great. Yeah, okay, awesome. All right, so that's going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember... So they went to his house and took took all the sweatpants out of his wardrobe. <laughs> like, hey, man, you can't, uh, you can't wear these anymore. Sorry. So until next time, enjoy yourself. You break this When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.